The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Let us help you discover the keys to success, the keys to success in your internet marketing. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, CertifiedKnowledge.org. Overcome the trials and tribulations of the past and let Marketing Nirvana revolutionize your revenue stream and ROI. Prepare to experience Marketing Nirvana right now. Here are your hosts. Hello. Welcome to the inaugural Marketing Nirvana show. I'm your host, Brad Geddes, the founder of Certified Knowledge. We're a marketing training and tool set company. On this show, we'll investigate various ways in which your marketing efforts can reach the state of Nirvana. You can find show notes and other information about our guests on CertifiedKnowledge.org. For our first show, we're going to focus on ad copywriting. It's always essential to remember that your ad copy is the only part of your paid search account that a searcher actually sees. A searcher doesn't know things like your offer, your site, your brand, geographic targeting. Your marketing efforts really start with the ad copy as that's the only part of your account that resonates with the consumer. So today, we have two excellent guests who are going to share their insights into ad copywriting and give us some tips on things you can use. First, we have Rob Lenderman. Welcome, Rob. Thank you, Brad. Uh, Rob is one of the founders of BooCTR. It's a site that's revolutionizing ad copywriting with crowdsourcing ad copy efforts. We also have BooCTR's Director of Writer Development, Ryan Healy, with us to show his wisdom on ad writing. Uh, welcome, Ryan. Thank you, Brad. So let's start with something pretty basic, but really kind of introducing ad copywriting. Why do you two think ads are so important and really something people should focus on? Uh, Ryan, you want to answer that? Sure. Uh, well, for one thing, uh, you live and die by your ads. If you can't get anybody to click on your ads, then you're not going to get anybody else, uh, anybody to see your offer. And so uh, generating... Uh, ads are the primary way that you generate traffic um, to that offer or to your website. And uh, in today's world, a lot of that advertising takes the form of pay-per-click um, advertising. And so you're paying for every click um, on your ad. If you can improve the quality of that ad and get more clicks and lower the cost per click, um, all of the things being equal, you can actually increase your profits on the back end. Excellent. So- do you have anything to add, Rob? Uh, you know, I, I think um, uh, I think Ryan's correct. And, and to add a little bit more to that, I, I think it it comes down to ads can literally we have seen um, ads that literally can take you from an unprofitable business to a profitable business. It's not only about increasing profit, but it's literally something that doesn't stand on its own um, with a good ad, uh, well written ad that brings the right people in at the right time. Um, can can make you money, and and that's uh, you know that's really what all the ads are about. Excellent. 
So at a high level, there's really two types of people writing paid search ads. You have smaller accounts where they can sit down and write ads by hand for every keyword or um, ad group they have. Then you have big accounts, which have so many keywords and so many products. They have to start with templated-based ads and work from there. So when we look at, at these two types of ads, we look at first the ones that you can write by hand. What are some tips you should really think about when creating ads, when you have the time to sit down and look at a keyword and your ad at your landing page? What should you keep in mind and how should you sort of write these ads? What are some good tips for that? Uh, well, first, first you need to look at your keywords. Um, th- that's the first thing I would always look at is to see what keywords am I bidding on because chances are you're going to want to include um, at least one of those keyword phrases and possibly more into the ad itself. At, at least in the Google um, AdWords system, uh, if you include a keyword phrase in the ad itself, it's that, that will then be bolded. So it'll stand out from some of the other ads, especially if they're not using those particular keywords. So that's one thing I would definitely keep in mind. Um, then the next thing I keep in mind is what is the mindset of the searcher? Somebody has gone to Google and they've typed in this search phrase and the thing that I need to find out is what is this person really looking for? Are they looking for a widget? Are they looking for the benefit that that widget gets them? Um, so you kind of have to just you know, do some imaginative uh, work um, to get into the mindset of, of your customer or of your potential customer. Um, and then another thing I, I like to think about is uh, just ways that I can incorporate um, emotions or maybe something unexpected um, that gets uh, my ad to stand out. So a lot of times I'll go to Google and I'll type in the primary keyword phrase and see what the competition is saying. Not because I want to copy the competition, but because I want to make sure that my ad stands out from the competition. So um, that's another good thing to do uh, when you've got the time, you know, to to actually sit down and write out ads. Anything to add? You know, I I think there's also the the very tactical stuff, um, making sure that uh, you've got your capitalization and things like that, um, that you can really focus in on them. Uh, and get the ad that matches um, perfectly. The other, the other thing with the keywords, you know, is the grouping and how you group those keywords. Um, you know, if you have too many keywords that are too different in one ad group, you might have a really great ad for three or four of those keywords, but it might be a really bad ad for ten others. And so making sure that you've segmented that stuff out so that the ad really focuses in on the keywords that people are typing um, it's very, very important. And that's the thing that, you know, the big guys, they can't do that. They, uh, they have a hard enough time segmenting keywords and then writing the ads is, is uh, you know, they just use, uh, as Ryan pointed out, they use a, a templated ad. Usually the keyword is the title. And that's kind of where, where they end. Right, excellent. Now, you mentioned uh, getting your capitalization correct. And there's a lot of schools of thought actually on capitalization. Some people think title case is best for everything, kind of like you're screaming at someone. Others, you know, say in a B2B environment, often sentence casing is better. What is your, your thoughts on even just how you case your ad copies? Uh, well, I've actually seen uh, inside Boost CTR, I've seen the results of a lot of different contests. And I've even seen with one particular client or campaign, uh, initial caps 
will win one contest and then in another contest, you know, initial caps on the first word, but then lowercase the rest of the app um, beat, you know, wins. So I've seen it go both ways. I'm not sure that I have a good way of explaining that. Um, but, uh, you know, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> so essentially you need to test casing as well because casing can make a big difference. Uh, it can, yes. Um, although sometimes it, it, casing is something that's easy to test. Um, so if you're looking for an easy test and you don't have a lot of time, then do that. Um, sometimes the difference won't be that much. It might be, you know, a 10% win or 10% loss, which is not, you know, it's not a huge deal. It is a difference. Um, you know, if you're looking for bigger wins, then, then there are better things to do. Excellent. Um, any quick tips on writing uh, templated-based ads? If you have to write you know, hundreds or thousands of ad copies, yeah, how do you start? Well, um, here, here's just a simple uh, three-step process that may work well. Um, if you've got a lot of ads and a lot of campaigns, chances are you've got at least one campaign or ad group that gets a lot of traffic and a lot of clicks. And so what you should do is... Uh, go ahead and run some ads in that ad group because it's going to test quickly and you're going to see results quickly. Find something that works and that can be templated and then, and then roll that out to your, other, um, to your other ad groups and your other campaigns. And then, you know, as you have time, you can put more attention on some of those uh, bigger impact ad groups and tweak them slightly or try to improve them and beat them. But um, I, that would be my suggestion, though, is just to find a winning format first and then roll it out. And th this assumes that uh, there's some common, commonality among the products and services that you're selling, of course. So, yeah. um, and, and I can give you an example if you'd like. Um, actually, that's a perfect thing to do after we come back from break. So let's okay. take a break and let our sponsors have a moment to, to chat. And then we'll come back and look at some actually examples and some other tips on ad copywriting. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. From domains to digital marketing, social media to blogging, you can reach this broad audience by using what you're listening to now. Reach the thousands of internet marketers that download and listen live to the premier on-air and on-demand podcast network, webmasterradio.fm with the Internet Marketing Channel. Our ad campaigns are fully integrated with multiple avenues of exposure, from slick, effective 30-second commercials to detailed, informative 30-minute town hall meetings. Expose your products and services to listeners and podcasters of not just shows like Market Edge and Domain Masters, but anyone looking for ways to market their business with your product. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm to find out more. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, 
social media campaigns with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back talking with Ryan Healy and Rob Lenderman, both of Boost CTR, about best practices for ad copywriting. And so Rob was about to enlighten us with some examples on um, some tests they've run where they use a systematic approach in creating ad copies and then testing them. Uh, Ryan, do you want to give the example that you were uh, you were thinking sure. about? Sure, yeah. Um, so the example I was thinking about is is one of our clients, and they sell literally tens of thousands of unique designs custom printed on uh, T-shirts and hoodies and so forth. And so... Um, uh, we we have now since been beating these ads, but one of the ways they initially templated them, which was working fairly well, I think, um, was taking uh, the area of interest. So, um, for instance, like kayaking or running or cycling, and then that would be the keyword in the title followed by T-shirts. So it would be like cycling T-shirts, kayak T-shirts, mm-hmm. um, running t-shirts and then in the body copy itself it would say something like um you know thousands thousands of t-shirts hoodies and onesies for kayak lovers or cycling lovers or diving lovers so you'd have like diving t-shirts thousands of and then you see the the parallel there the only thing they had to change in each ad was simply the um the area of interest that they were targeting so diving or kayaking or whatnot. So that was that, that's one way, and, and that's like a very straightforward um, product-based uh, template. Uh, and of course, templates would you know they're they're very different for every market. But that's just an idea. Does that help? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a place for a lot of people sort of struggle is with templates and where you really start with those. And in fact. In your system, because um, people can come into your system and, and put up ads for auction, and you have a, a set of writers, actually a large group of writers, who will then write ads for them. And uh-huh. so you get a lot of insight into what makes a good writer. Uh, what do you, what kind of person do you think writes the best ads? That's a that's a great question. Um, I think the, the the best people are. I don't know. They just have natural curiosity and um, are able to think in new directions, um, not necessarily stuck in something. But there's also a certain type of ad writer um, that is really good just making incremental changes, like a very systematic approach. So you, you kind of have both sides of it. Uh, hard to say which is the better um, you know, personality type, but I definitely see both of those. Some are just really good with the, you know, coming up with fresh ideas and, and, and so forth, and other people kind of methodically – you know, twist and change the ads to get improvements. 
You know, Brad, that's that's one of the things um, we, we, we kind of call them evolutionary and revolutionary ads. And, and evolutionary ads are exactly like Ryan says. They'll change a word. They'll change a punctuation, a, something like that. Um, that That's the one type of writer. And then the other type is, is the revolution. They come in. They write something completely different that, that is, it, it almost has no um, similarity to the, uh, the other ad except uh, in some of the keywords and, and, uh, and your product itself. And so, you know, we see both of those come in. What's interesting is... Uh, you know the the revolutionary, the completely different stuff um, can have a big win. Uh, we see things 100% increase in, increase in click through rate, 200%. Um, the biggest one I think we've ever seen is like 600% increase. Um, and and so those occur, but they're they're harder to come by. Whereas the evolutionary, um, the small changes. Um, those are the kind of things where you get a 20, 30, 50% increase. Um, occurs a little more frequently, um, but it's, uh, it's, it's also a little easier to come by. The other thing that, um, and Ryan hinted at this, was that someone that's new to your product, that's one of the reasons our system kind of works really well, is that it's someone that's not necessarily familiar with your product, and they see it for the first time, they see your landing page for the first time, and, and things pop out about your product that, maybe differentiate it from other products that maybe you as the, as the uh, merchant don't notice. Um, and so that new, fresh set of eyes is, is one of the reasons that um, our system works uh, and, and one of the reasons that we can continue to, uh, to win. And so I would say for somebody that has you know, a small company writing their own ads, try to get someone else in the company or someone that's outside the company to help you with it. Um, or uh, if someone's writing templated ads, same thing. Um, that kind of uh, that kind of uh, uh, process will help you. And also, somebody that um, you know, the the person that writes a good ad is somebody that can really put themselves in the mind of the searcher and approaches it from you know, this person has typed a keyword. What do they really mean? Um, instead of approaching it from a product perspective. That maybe you 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 write down you know what the product does and like that's that's it, but it doesn't necessarily match the keywords that someone was typing. So that, that I love that example, revolutionary and evolutionary. So when you start testing, do you think you start revolutionary at first for a while and then you would evolutionary? Do you have a system of how you sort of think of those two as testing progresses for an account? Yeah, you know um, the the way. Our system in particular works is um, the writers write uh, and the advertisers approve the ads. So um, it just depends on which writer style happened to, to get it first. Um, I personally, I am more of an evolutionary writer. I tend to make small tweaks. I see good movement. Uh, I can get an account to a, to a place that I want it to be, um, but... I don't necessarily, and, and most of the time I don't write an, a, uh, a revolutionary ad. Um, what we see um, in our system usually is that people will write an evolutionary ad, and you'll, and you'll see some improvement. Um, but you, can't, you, you can only improve a, a particular ad structure so many times. After a while, you've capitalized everything. You've tried all the punctuations and all that kind of stuff. And then a revolutionary has to kind of come in and, and take it to another level. Um, and so that's usually what we see is, is you see 30, 40, 50% wins, and then you'll see something bigger. Um, and we see more evolutionary wins, um, just because they're, they're a little easier to come by. 
Um, and they're they're quick hits, and and but still, a, you know, a 20, 30, 40 percent increase in click through rate is a big number. So here's one of the, the issues, and and I think you know once you've done a few revolutionary ads, you're going to make some incremental improvements. But one of the the issues, if you're changing just one word or just two words, it can be really hard to sort of convince your boss or your client in front of agency that it's worth doing a test of just two word difference. You know how do you how do you think how do you what's your approach for explaining that to someone? This really is a good test, even though it looks very small. Yeah, you know what I would say um, if someone said this is a waste of time, I would say um, you know there's a body of evidence out there. We we have examples on our site. I, I think there's some some things we may post later that show some examples, um, and and there's just such a body of evidence that says that small tweaks can work. And so I would I would go and look for one of these examples and to say to uh, you know to my boss look these guys changed one word and they had a, a 50% increase increase in click through rates um, and it and it really you know it comes down to the psychology of the searcher and things like that making sure that you're talking about the features and the benefits and the call to action as, as Ryan pointed out you know differentiating yourself um, from the competition and and that sometimes can be just one word. Um, or prefixing your URL with your product name, um, or a, you know, using a subdirectory as your as your product, so that it differentiates you a little bit. Very small changes um, that uh, you know the body of evidence says uh, these these things work. I I, I know uh, we've got to go to a break here, I think, but I, I do have an example where a one word change uh, made a significant difference. So I'll share that. Uh, sure. So let's go ahead and and we'll take a quick break and let our sponsors talk from it, and then come back and look at an example of when one word made a change, and then some of the top tips you can use to try to increase performance. More marketing nirvana after we thank our sponsors. Celebrating the best in online advertising. The Web Marketing Association presents the 2011 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 28, 2011. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 2011 IAC Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Stop sending pointless emails late at night to pretend you work harder than everyone else. What you should be working with the premier B2B on-air and on-demand podcast network on the web, webmasterradio.fm. Our team will customize your message to reach the affiliate marketers and merchants that access our network every day. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm for a consultation today. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, 
ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. CEO Coach, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back from break. I'm Brad Geddes here with Ryan Healy and Rob Wetterman of Boost CTR talking about ad copy. And Ryan, I believe I got it right this time, was about to give us an example of a uh, of a small change making a big difference. And this goes back a, a while um, in years, uh, but I, but it sticks out of my mind because it was just a one word change. Um, I, I was writing in the homeschooling market. And uh, I didn't have a good uh, good idea at the time of what to test. So there was a phrase at the bo- at, at the on the third line of the ad that said um, "no sweat." And so I said, "Well, I'll test problem." I had room for the word problem. I said, "I'll test the phrase no sweat versus no problem." And this this wasn't even a part of the headline of the ad or even the first line of the ad. It was the third line of the ad right before the URL. Well, the the version that said uh, no problem. I don't remember the specific uh, percentage uh, difference between the two ads, but it was significant. It was a significant difference of um, uh, you know double digits. It might have been triple digits. I don't remember. But the, the reason why, um, you know, I talked about this with uh, my boss at the time. I thought, why was there such a difference between no sweat and no problem? Well, in the homeschooling market, it's primarily women doing the searching. And so we concluded that the word sweat was just a really big turnoff to them. And, and so, um, I don't know, it's just, a, just a, a perfect example where a one-word change can make a huge difference in click-through rate. Excellent. And, of course, we all need someplace to start testing. Um, so what are, your, what are your thoughts on if someone were to go into their account you know, later today or tomorrow and start designing some tests? What are your top tips of things they should look for um, and – where they should test inside their accounts and some tests they should actually go ahead and, and start um, implementing? Um, well, one one thing that can have a big difference is uh, the use of numbers in an ad. So not spelled out, but the actual number. So like the digit three or five or seven. So if, if there's a way for you to incorporate um, a number into your ad, um, that can uh, make a big difference in click-throughs. Um, also, uh, punctuation, whether you use, uh, say, a comma or a hyphen or exclamation point or period, or even dropping the period entirely. Um, I've seen those kinds of changes uh, have a big impact. Um, and then just look for, for new, like new benefits. Like, like if you're promising something in one ad, um, most products do, you know, have multiple benefits. So in your new ad, maybe emphasize a different quality or benefit that your product or service delivers um, and see how that measures up. And now if you, if you 
incorporate um, all three changes all at once, right? If you if you change the punctuation and and um, you do a new benefit um, and you add a number or something like that, you're going to have a, a very different ad than your control ad, and you'll have a very different result. Actually, that that's fantastic. We can talk an entire show on benefits just to make sure we're clear with everyone. Um, a feature is just a component of a product. It's like a bullet point list you'd see on the side of a packaging of, of what's inside. Benefits are what the product or service does for the consumer. And people spend money because of emotions, which is what benefits speak to. So it's really important not just to think about components of a product or bullet points, but finish that statement, make a benefit message, and talk about what the product will actually do to improve someone's life. So the most common reason I hear people why they aren't testing is lack of time. You know, in, in times when someone says, you know, I don't have much time to test, what's your advice to that kind of a person? So um, I would say uh, two things. One is uh, you have to do it. Just, just allocate some time to do it. Take away some time from something else because I guarantee you we've, we've never seen an ad group that we couldn't ultimately improve. Um, so carve out some time, take it away from sleeping, eating, uh, bid management, whatever it is, take some time. The second thing is, um, you can, you can try our service. The Boost CTR service, um, is, it was built for that. When we founded the company, it was because we didn't have enough time and we needed to automate. And we also needed experts to help us write ads. And that's what, you know, that's what that system tries to do is it does the testing for you. It does the math for you. It puts the ads in your account, takes the ads out of your account, um, as well as uh, provides you with the opportunity to access the writer network. Um, people like Ryan that are going to have a lot of experience with the nuances of features and benefits and emotions and things like that. Um, but, but the number one thing is you have to do something because it literally can be world-altering um, for your business. Excellent. Um, and, and that's why I want to I stress testing is actually not that hard. But a lot of people are math people, um, especially in the AdWords world or the analytics world. We live in math. And ad copywriting is the creative side of the brain. It's the other side of the brain from math. So sometimes the best thing you can do for ads is get another viewpoint, whether it's a system like Boost, whether it's um, a spouse or a coworker. But so often you'll see, you know, like we talked earlier, the revolutionary ads from getting that other viewpoint. So thanks, um, Ryan and Rob, for, for such a great show. Um, how else can people get in touch with you and find you around the web? Uh, you know, you can find us at uh, BoostCTR, one word, dot com. Uh, on there, you can contact us with a feedback form. If you have some questions, you can call our phone number. Uh, you can sign up. Uh, you can sign up to be a writer, or you can sign up to be an advertiser, or you can sign up to be both. Um, so you can kind of see it from both sides. Uh, or you can look around to see uh, what some of our other advertisers have out there available for writing if you're interested uh, in that. And, uh, and it should, uh, there's videos on there and all sorts of stuff to uh, teach you how our system works in detail. Um, and uh, teach you a little bit about that. And, and I'd also like to mention uh, we do have an active blog at boostctr.com forward slash blog. There's also a link to it from the homepage. And uh, each week we feature a new what we call win of the week. And that's a, a real contest and a real result. And you get to see 
um, the old ad and the new winning ad, and uh, you also get to see how much it won by. Excellent. That's a fantastic place, too. It looks for more information on ad copy. And I would Boost CTR was kind enough to show one of the um, one of their wins of the week and test for us as well, which we will put up on the certified not uh, certifiedknowledge.org blog, so everyone can see just some some basic examples of ads and how an original ad versus a rewritten ad that looks more at you know vivid messages, calls to action, emotional benefits can make a really big difference in your ad copywriting. Well, so thank you, Ryan and Rob, for being on the show today. Yeah, you're welcome, Brad. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. New episodes of Marketing Nirvana can be found on Monday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find the archives of our past episodes at webmasterradio.fm or on iTunes. <laughs>